Good afternoon to every single person in the chat. So good to see all of you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today is November 29th, 2022. You are watching the JB Font channel. I am your host, James Fauntleroy. Just to let you guys know, the JB Font channel is available on all major podcast platforms like Anchor, Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, so you can subscribe to me there. I'm also part of the Revolutionary Blackout Network, so you can catch me on Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern on the JB Show, on RBN Live on Tuesdays at 4, and the Savvy and JB Show on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Shout out to all the members, patrons on Patreon and Coffee, and people who donate mutual aid to me, because without you guys, I would not have this channel, and I would not be able to do this. So thank you from the top and bottom of my heart. Also, if you guys have not yet, please make sure to give a like, you know, if you guys like what you're hearing. I'm going to be talking about some very important subject today, and so this news needs to get out. The algorithm really does not like voices like mine. So to help it along so that other people will hear about this, please make sure to like so that it improves my chances of spreading this information out there as well. As per usual, I will be saying hello to everybody that's in the chat. Before though, please make sure to go to the, the pinned comment in the chat and then sign the petition. It's www.madpmo.org or madpmo.org. So if you guys can do that. Starting off with Lady Alex said, I signed weeks ago in solidarity with KJ and his family. Lady Alex already here with the assist, and she was doing it a long time ago. Thank you so much. Good to see you. And Lady Alex continues, says, abolish the pig thug state. Absolutely. Thank you so very much for that. CBC voter is also in the chat saying, hey, good to see you, CBC voter. We have AG in the chat giving a thumbs up. Good to see you. All right. We also have Nonzensi saying, hey, JB and comrades. Hey, Nonzensi, good to see you. Eric Red, good to see you. Eric says, I like. <laughs> good to see you. All right. Sweary Fairy's up in the chat saying, hey, bestie. Hey, Sweary Fairy. All right. Good to see you. We have Reality Revolution, who's a JB member, saying, what's up? What's up with you, Reality? Good to see you. All right. Okay. Now, uh, as I'm getting started on this, we need to talk about something that is happening today. Uh, so I'm going to share my screen really quick as other people pour in. Make sure I get the link here. Yeah, I'll just start with that. Okay. Wait, why did I? Never mind. My mind's in a different spot. Okay. All right. So this is an article out of Black Black Agenda Report. This is from Kelandi Changa. Uh, the title of it is called "The Two Types of Death Penalties," and so you have this gentleman here, Kevin Johnson, that's sitting there incarcerated. Um, so this was yesterday. It says on November 28, 2022, 
the governor of Missouri refused to grant clemency for Kevin Johnson, and the state Supreme Court denied motions to halt his execution. Johnson is scheduled to be executed Tuesday, November 29, 2022, which is today. Who is Kevin Johnson? Uh, well, here is, uh, let me, I'm just going to read it. So the political person, a political prisoner is a person targeted or imprisoned because of their political actions, affiliations, and or beliefs. A political prisoner is also an individual who, while incarcerated, transforms themselves from social prisoner by gaining clarity, embracing, and maintaining political struggle. 37-year-old Kevin K.J. Johnson is scheduled to be executed by the state of Missouri on November 29th. Most would not view him as a quote-unquote political prisoner. However, given the poverty, neglect, suffering, and abuse that comes with being captive in domestic colonies and urban enclaves within a capitalist and imperialist state, from the onset, Kevin was undoubtedly a victim of U.S. politics and policing. Here's the backstory. On July 5th, 2005, 19-year-old Kevin K.J. Johnson witnessed his 12-year-old brother, Bam Bam, collapse while police was conducting a search of their grandmother's home. While K.J. learned later that day that his brother had died, he believed that his death was caused by medical neglect. Hours later, traumatized, mentally and physically, I'm sorry, mentally and psychologically distressed, Kevin spotted Kirkwood Police Sergeant William McKinty in the neighborhood. He approached the patrol, patrol car and screaming, you killed my brother. And then he shot and killed the officer. Inadequately armed with court-appointed court attorneys, KJ had two trials. The first resulted in a hung jury, which rejected the first-degree murder charge. In the second trial, an all-white jury found KJ guilty and sentenced him to death for killing of a white police officer. So that's basically the gist of the story of what's happening with KJ Johnson, Kevin Johnson. Uh, and so a lot of people would say, well, yeah, you know, they would conclude that he deserved the death penalty. But the thing is, is that once you start to think about what happened and the details of what happened, then you start to think, well, does he deserve it? Now, I'm going to say this first and foremost. I do not believe in a death penalty. I don't. Part of the reason why I don't believe in death penalty and capital punishment is because there are too many innocent people that get caught up in the death penalty. There's too many innocent people. One innocent life that is killed by the state is too many. Even if the risk is killing one innocent person. We have killed many innocent people by the, at the hands of the state. So because of that, I do not believe in the death penalty. On top of that, people do not take into the to account the circumstances and the socioeconomic status as well as the crimes that the state and institutions and bureaucracies have committed against his people in order to push people over the edge. 
And some people will go, well, other people haven't done it. So that gives him no excuse. And it's like different people react to different situations, right? That being said, you have to take all of the factors into account. And while he is guilty of doing what he did, is it deserving of death? Is because people, other people have done comparable things who were of a lighter hue and not given the death penalty. I tell you right now, Kevin Johnson is, I think, scheduled for execution in about four hours. Yeah, four hours. So with that being said, uh, Missouri is an hour ahead away from me. So I think it'll be about 4 p.m. their time, which will be about 5 uh No, 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 I'm sorry. It's 2 o'clock. So, yeah, it should be about, um, yeah, I think it'll be 5 p.m. their time, 6 p.m. my time. And so let's get into the background because this is kind of surface level a little bit, but I want to get into the background as to what happened. So um, let me see, it's just the one. Okay. Let me. Oh, I was already. Oh, okay. Let's go straight to the website. So this gives the backstory, the background. It says on the evening of July July 5th, 2005, actually, let me, all right, so enlarge that and make sure. On the evening of July 5th, 2005, Kirkwood police sought to serve a warrant at a family residence in Meacham Park. Kevin wasn't there, but observed the events from a neighboring home. While the police were present, Joseph Bam Bam Long, Kevin's 12-year-old brother, suffered a seizure and collapsed. The police were indifferent to the medical emergency, saying it was necessary to search the house. Witnesses attest that, that police officer William McKinty held back Joseph's mother from attending to her child and an I'm sorry, an ambulance later arrived and Joseph was taken to the hospital where he died. Two hours later, 
McKenzie responded to a report of fireworks in the neighborhood and a chance encounter with Kevin ensued. Kevin said, you killed my brother before shooting McKenzie multiple times. So, let's go deeper. Because McKenzie was the one that held back his mother from attending to her child. He was having a medical emergency, and instead of treating it as time was of the essence, they decided they decided to neglect because they wanted to search the house instead. This is entitled The Mistrial of Kevin Johnson. This is from St. Louis American from Jamala Rogers says, says, this case has all the markings of a whodunit movie. Unfortunately, it is real and has become a nightmare for the Johnson and McKenzie families in American justice where the crime is interracial. The family of color's nightmare will continue. Johnson's jury couldn't decide the fate of, decide the fate and a judge declared a mistrial. So, let's get into the, okay. Joseph Bam Bam Long was Kevin's 12-year-old brother, according to the autopsy, and died of heart failure. Family members said that police did not try to save his life, instead made all the family leave the house. A desperate mother tried to return inside to her dying child, but was blocked by McKenzie. Those officers who came to the scene admitted under oath that they walked around and over the child and attempted no life-saving efforts during the house search. This is why Kevin Johnson did what he did. He was having a little black boy was having a medical emergency when they arrived. And instead of treating time as the essence and getting a, a, a ambulance there immediately, they waited to search the house first and then called an ambulance and then the child later died. When your heart fails, time is of the essence in order to get the them resuscitated. Because guess what? Once that stops, once that stops, once that heart starts failing, Guess what? You have minutes before no oxygen to the brain and the body dies. I think it's about six minutes. So time is of the essence. And instead, they left him on the floor, walked over him while searching the house, and allowed this kid to die. So because of that, because I would call it death via neglect, 
would you would it be proper to give someone like KJ the death penalty because he was so mentally and emotionally distraught over the death of his little brother that he sought justice for something that the police neglected he died needlessly and now because of the neglect by the state of his little brother's death, now he's going to die for being vengeful. Instead of taking into account the understanding of the situation and why he did what he did. And this is how our government operates. This is how it treats people. It treats poor people, black people, and brown people. That's how they treat us. And so when we talk about defunding the police, when we talk about police abolition, we talk about defunding the police on the road to police abolition and seeing a, a new way of looking at public safety, this is what we're talking about. Because Kevin Johnson's little brother, 12-year-old little brother, could still be alive today if the people who are tasked with public safety had actually acted in the interests of the public. They didn't act in the interests of the public. It was just a way to search the home and get what they need and maybe make an arrest. But instead, what happened? They allowed a little boy to die. And because of that, if they had called the ambulance, if they had tried to resuscitate and keep the boy stable so that they can take him to the hospital and treat him, this could have turned out a lot more different. Kevin might have been thankful to the police officers for being there at the right time and doing what they did. He wouldn't even be in prison. He would have been thanking them. Like, oh my God, you, you were here already and you saved my brother's life. But instead, what did they do? This is why the police, our system of public safety needs to be rethought and rebuilt from the ground up. That's all it needs to happen. Because we are not safe. We aren't. Look at what happened in Club Q. Who was the one that took down the shooter? Was it a cop? Oh, right, right, right. What about in Uvalde? How long was it before the police actually got to the shooter? They don't save you. And unfortunately now, 
someone like Kevin Johnson is going to die today because the system failed him. So not only have they failed him, but they're failing his family. But we also got to remember that the system is designed to fail all of us. It is only designed for a small few at the top. I'm going to go to the comments really quick. Pachico, who is a JB member, is in the chat saying, hey, JB and everybody. Hey, Pachico, good to see you. Eric says, death penalty equals state-sponsored murder. Absolutely. That's how I feel, too. Reality Revolution says, uh, bet jury members, court officials, and correction officers carrying out execution would call themselves Christian. Yeah. Non Zinzi says, I feel like if I if qualified immunity wasn't such a hindrance in uh, persecuting cop crimes, this incident could have been prevented. Possibly. Yeah. Reality Revolution says poverty and childhood can cause poor mental health, though, through social stresses, stigmas and traumas can and does. That's why the other traumatized people argument is ignorant. Hmm. Yeah, I get to see a desert mantis. Yes, it is disgusting. Yeah. Swear Fairy says, I cannot imagine their mother's trauma. I can't either. And their grandmother was the one that they were staying with. So, gosh. Nonsense, says there should have been extenuating circumstances in the case of KJ. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you said they should have, they should have applied the extenuating circumstances. Yeah. The thing is, they don't do that when it comes to certain people. When a cop kills somebody, the extenuating circumstances was, I was fearing for my life. And then guess what? They get off. This kid lost his brother two hours before he killed that other police officer because of that police officer held back his own grandmother from attending to that child. And then that child later died. Desert Mantis said, capitalism is draining humanity from us. Absolutely. Nonsense, says, having your brother killed by police officers should warrant extenuating circumstances. Oh, yeah, you said that. <laughs> Just correcting that, I guess. Uh, Swery Ferry says, it was a way to dick over a non-white family. Yeah. And so, uh, Desert Mitch says they don't help people, they don't stop crime, but give them more money. And then Eric says the words depraved indifference come to mind. Absolutely. 
yeah. Um, got some comments on Rockfin as well. Make sure I share those. Oh, this is a tough story, by the way, but it needs to be talked about. All right. So on Rockfin, Radical Nation says, saddened but not surprised by Supreme Court United States decision. Only white folks are giving the mental anguish excuse. First jury was hung, so they got an all-white jury for the next round. Radical Nation also continues and says, and don't forget that this occurred in an ultra-racist policing around St. Louis. From the Democracy Now!, a special prosecutor was appointed by the St. Louis County's prosecuting attorney and found that, quote, purposeful racial discrimination infected the process. Thank you so much for that, Radical Nation. Appreciate those comments as well. Hey, Quaker Anarchist, so good to see you saying peace. Reality Revolution says, yep, depraved indifference, that's America in a nutshell. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. Now, um, This is a great um, article out of Black Agenda Report. So I'm gonna put that link in the chat. I didn't get to read the entire thing. It also talks about another type of death penalty where people are shot uh, with impunity and death penalties are carried out every single day, uh, especially during those of us of the black community. Um, and so it's sad because the thing is, is a lot of times it's it's unwarranted actually it's always unwarranted because you know a lot of these people aren't a danger to the community but they want to just shoot people with with abandon and so that's it's, it's sad um So let me share my screen again, just to go over the um, legal proceedings of what happened, just so we get more of a full um, scope of exactly what was going on. Uh, so it says, first trial, Robert P. McCullough, the prosecuting attorneys of St. Louis County personally tied, I'm sorry, personally tried the case. An unusual move thought to be motivated by the fact that his own father was a police officer killed in the line of duty. McCullough sought the death penalty in Kevin's case, but was unable to even secure a conviction. The jury hung, favoring a 10 to 2, a lesser non-capital charge, which really should have been what was charged. The second trial, in the second trial, the deck was stacked against Kevin from the outset. McCullough used his uh, preemptory strikes to eliminate black jurors and ensure a predominantly white jury. Despite being a clear bash, um, uh, Batson violation, objections by counsel were ignored by the judge. This time, McCullough 
got his capital conviction. And again, the system failed Kevin. His court-appointed lawyers failed to put before the jury substantial evidence that would have mitigated the crime. The appeals. The Constitution guarantees equal justice, but state prosecutors have vigorously and unabashedly defended McCullough's successful effort to eliminate black people from Kevin's jury. The federal judiciary, which has a duty to enforce the Constitution, has displayed a chilling indifference to the unfairness perpetuated in state court, first by assigning a biased judge and then denying Kevin the right to appeal his claims to the Court of Appeals. Missourians for alternatives to the death penalty is committed to uplifting humanity, life, and the need of compassion, support, and empathy for Kevin, who has a family, friends, and supporters who love and value him. So, um, you know, so this is, you know, uh, a lot of the information that was going on, people who are basically against death penalty. So I'm going to share this also in the chat, just in case you guys have not got a chance to sign a petition. I don't know if it's going to have any luck because it's just hours away. But um, yeah, it this story, even though my channel is very small, at least I can do something, you know, to talk about it. And um, yeah, so my heart is with Kevin Johnson and his family, hopefully, some type of intervention happens today, you know? So thank you so much uh, to everybody for that. Now, um, moving on to the next story. A lot of social Democrats, hang on, let me take a sip of my tea for this one. A lot of social Democrats and Democratic Socialists will talk about the the model, right? They'll talk about the Scandinavian model or the more European model or the, the socially democratic model and say, well, that's the model that we need here in the United States. That's the model that's most just. That's the model that we are going to push for. And it'll be like Medicare for all. And um, they'll talk about, uh, you know, tax, tax the rich. You know, we just want them to pay their fair share and things like that. Right. You'll have the Jamal Bowmans. You'll have the Rashida Tlaibs. You'll have the AOCs. You'll have the Pramila Jayapals, the Bernie Sanders, the Mark Pocans, so on and so forth, who will talk about, you know, this 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 model. Right. Corner Earth, so you can't get onto the site, but not the petition. Oh, hold on, hold on. They will talk about. Yes, we we need a a government just like that. They'll talk about Denmark, Iceland, Sweden, Germany, Italy, 
uh, France. They'll talk about all these different ones that have these socially democratic programs, right? And while they are a step in the direction, I do not want to take that away from them. It's a small step in the right direction. Very small step. What do I mean? Oh, this position closed. Damn. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Quaker Anarchist. It worked? Okay. Well, if you can get it in and get it in, but. But yeah, I I I I did mine right before the stream. Because I'm, you know, I'm late on things, unfortunately. I gotta change that about myself. But let me share my screen to what's going on. My new favorite website, World Socialist website. And this is an interesting article. It says Germany's citizen income will reinforce poverty levels. As someone that's on disability and someone that's disabled, and basically below the actual, the real poverty line, this makes me look at Germany like, what the heck is going on with y'all? Okay. It says on November 14th, the German government introduced a bill to the Bundestag to replace the existing Hertz force system of Social Security with the so-called citizens' income. The bill was rejected by Germany's second house Second House, Budenstrat, following opposition from the Christian Democratic Union and its sister party, the Christian Social Union. The mediation committee of the Bundestag and Bundestrat is due to negotiate a compromise on November 25th. The debate in Bundestrat was a continuation of the heated arguments which took place in the Bundestag and the media. Anyone who has followed the debate would understandably react and disgust. The governing coalition of the Social Democratic Party, the SDP, I'm sorry, SPD, Greens and Neoliberal Free Democratic Party, FDP, have been avidly spreading the lie that their bill is the biggest social reform in 20 years. In fact, the planned citizens' income is a hypocritical relabeling of the hated hearts law introduced in early 2005 by the former SPD Green Coalition, government led by Gerhard Schroeder. In the period since, the Hartz laws have forced millions of people into poverty and precarious low-wage jobs. The law legalized numerous forms of precarious employment that had previously been prohibited or restricted by law. So-called mini-jobs, extended temporary work, temporary contracts, and restrictive work contracts. The centerpiece was the introduction of Hearts 4 basic security payments. Unemployment people have I'm sorry, unemployed people have lost their entitlement to unemployment benefits after one year. They have had to accept they then I'm sorry, they then have to, to accept any job, no matter how poorly paid, and can only claim state support if they had exhausted their savings. What does this sound like? As a result of the laws, 
every fourth person in Germany now works in precarious type of employment, while 80,000 supplement their salaries with state aid to make ends meet. A total of 5.3 million are currently dependent on miserly hearts for payments. The planned citizens' income will do nothing to change this situation. Despite inflation, the energy crisis and exploding food prices, the standard rate for recipients will only increase by 10% compared to hearts for, i.e. an average increase of 50 euros per person per month. This means that recipients will barely be able to afford basic necessities. So that's basically German austerity. And because of that, you have more poverty within Germany that is really an explosion. Nonsense, says, I have relatives living on hers for. Yeah. Thank you very much. And Nonsense, um, how are they doing? Just let me know in the comments, you know, how are they doing? But this sounds a lot like, you know, disability. This sounds a lot like a, a, a very regressive... Um, a very regressive, for some reason, my mind's going blank on the word. <laughs> Come on, you know German Austria is Putin's fault. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just... It's just horrible what's going on over there. For some reason, my brain is going blank on a particular word that I want to use. Welfare. Why in the hell was it? Gosh, don't do drugs, kids. But yeah, so, I mean, it's really a uh, just a regressive welfare system. Nonsense, he says, not very good. They have constant struggle about uh, mag... My, uh, mag, mag, oh, they're constitutional about managing, I'm sorry, their budget to feed themselves or car repairs, etc. Yeah. It's, it's, it's bad. It's, it's getting bad in Germany, especially what's going on uh, with the energy crisis, particularly because the war, the Ukrainian uh, proxy war that's going on over there. And now, since you know they're not getting uh, the gas in from the, the cheaper Russian gas, now they have to spend more, you know, on fuel fuel prices and things like that. But let's continue. This goes into the details. And by the way, uh, euro fifty euros is equivalent to around 50 probably 51 dollars maybe because one euro right now is one dollar and three cents i'm sorry one dollar and your one euro equals one dollar and three cents 
So it's not really that much different than a dollar. I remember when euros was like a dollar seventy-five or a dollar fifty, equal to a dollar fifty. It was like one and a half times worth what we have now. Hardly anything. It says crude prices alone in Germany have raised by twenty percent in the last twelve months, according to the Consumer Advice Center. The increase was fifty-five percent for butter, fifty-seven cent, fifty-seven percent for curd cheese. 43% for milk and 38% for flour. The price of a loaf of bread hovers around four euros and pasta popular with children costs 33% more than a year ago. The plant basic event for, I'm sorry, the plant basic benefit for the different groups as follow. Single persons and single parents are to receive 502 euros per month instead of the current 449 euros. Uh, 53 euros more. Couples on joint households receive 451 euros per partner, an increase of 50 euros. Adults are adults in care facilities, as well as those under 25 who still live with their parents' household and are not gainfully employed to be entitled to 402 euros, an increase of 45 euros compared to the Hearts 4 standard rate. So, uh, for young people between 14 and 17, an increase of 47 euros to 420 is planned for six um, for six months to I'm sorry for six to 13 year olds by 39 euros 348 and for 35 euros 318 for small children. Okay, so if you just you you can just in your mind change euros to dollars and that's basically the same amount and you you know. The only benefit, though, is, you know, they have more of a universal healthcare system. That's it. That's it. That's not much. It says the rates far below the levels demanded. Social associations will only serve to increase poverty levels. Child poverty will also be exacerbated considerably. The current completely inadequate benefit rates prevent children and young people from being properly provided for. In 2021, child poverty in Germany reached 20.8%. Basically, every fifth child grows up in poverty. So, what about that? Oh, we need to be more like countries like uh, you know, these socially democratic countries. So, like Germany? They're still a capitalist country. They're still operating within capitalism. And so you now have a lot of people who are going in poverty or who have been in poverty for a while. It's just a lot of us didn't look at it and some people will go, well, you know what? Poverty still exists everywhere. It's just not as bad as it is in Germany. This is out of the Philippine News Agency. It says, major increase in poverty in Germany, study finds. This is out of November 25th. Actually, this is a little bit, okay, boom. All 
All right, you can see that better. Do I have this enlarged? Okay, let's, boom. All right, so Germany has seen a significant rise in poverty over the past decade. So this is a report by the Hans Bochler Foundation. According to a study by the Institute for Economic and Social Sciences, the WSI, of the trade union affiliated foundation, the proportion of very poor people who have less than 50% of middle income at their disposal increased by a whopping 40% between 2010 and 2019. It pointed out that C-19 pandemic, the explosion in energy prices and high inflation have exacerbated the poverty in Germany over the past three years. In 2019, more people in Germany were affected by poverty than ever before. Although Germany has witnessed positive economic development and falling unemployment over the past decade, poor households have not benefited from it as they fell even further behind. The poverty gap, the amount missing from an average poor household to mathematically leave the poverty line behind, has increased from 2,968 euros in 2010 to 3,000 912 euros in 2019, according to the study. Even though Germany is one of the richest nations in the world, signs of growing poverty are becoming highly visible, I'm sorry, increasingly visible across the country. More and more homeless people can be seen sleeping in the streets, mothers foregoing meals in a bid to feed their children, and retirees are looking for discarded bottles to trade in for the deposit. A person in Germany is considered to be at risk of poverty if they have less than 60% of the median income of their entire population. Last year, this threshold for people living alone in Germany was 15,009 euros net per year, which is 1,251 euros net per month. Last year, 15.8% of the population in Germany was reportedly to be on the verge of poverty. Earlier this month, the Federal Statistical Office said that almost 38% of students in Germany were at risk of poverty. In September, the German government unveiled a third relief package to compensate for rapidly rising prices, which include a one-time payment for students. So, I thought these socially democratic countries were supposed to be the best supposed to be so much better than us. In fact, you know what? Let me let me take a look at this. Uh, the poverty rate in Germany. Poverty rate in Germany in Okay, and then let's compare that with Okay. All right, so let me share my screen really quick so we can get the 
adjust position. Okay. Okay, this is also out of World Social's website. The pandemic is driving poverty in Germany to new highs. The poverty rate in Germany reached a new high of 16.6% of the population in 2021, according to the poverty report in 2022. Uh, oh gosh, this German word. Uh, Sorry, I'm not even going to try. Um, Charity Association entitled Between Pandemic and Inflation. 13.8 million people lived in poverty, 600,000 more than before the pandemic began. So poverty, th uh, the poverty threshold was regarded as a monthly income of 1,148 euros for a single household and 1,492 for a single uh, parent with one child, 2,410 euros for a couple household with two small children since the report recovers 2021 does not consider the impact of dramatic increase of inflation since the beginning of the year so juxtapose that right and let's go to The United States. This is out of the Census Bureau in the United States. This is going to be interesting. This is from census.gov. Says official poverty measure says, actually, let me enlarge this. Two, three. Okay. Says the official poverty rate in, in 2021 was 11.6%, with 37.9% million people in poverty neither the rate nor the number in poverty was significantly different from 2020. now here's the thing eleven point six percent versus sixteen point six percent the poverty rate is literally higher in Germany right now isn't that interesting now, I would argue that the poverty rate here in the United States is even higher than what the census website is giving us because their poverty line is wholly inadequate. If we were going by the measure of how much a person needs in order to afford their own place without having any type of assistance, I'd probably say if you make less than $30 an hour, you're living in poverty. And people will be like, what? Like, yes. Because if you need any type of assistance whatsoever, at all, I think you're living in poverty. I don't care if, you know, once in a while, you oh, we have to get light heat, you know, for our energy. If you have to look for that, if you have to go to a food bank in order to, you know, get a little bit of help once in a while. Things like that, yeah, you're in poverty. Some people may not be willing to admit it, but yes. But let's let go of this notion that these countries are so much better 
when capitalism is continuing to degrade the society and their and within their borders as well. People are sitting there going, well, we need to be more like Germany, more like Denmark, more like Iceland, Sweden. And it's like, these are all capitalist nations that also continue imperialism. They continue imperialism as well. They still continue austerity. They still continue to favor the wealthy. They may not favor it as much here as here in the United States, but it's happening. I covered on, on, on RBN a couple days ago, on yeah, on Sunday, that there are over 200,000 different workers that are planning on doing strikes or have began strikes in the UK. So it's across the board in the Western nations. And so we have to get out of this mindset that, oh, we just have to get to slightly better and then we're good. Because we all have this mentality. Look, and I'll put it this way. The progressives in our, in our government, they praise highly just doing slightly better. That's all we got to do. And if we do, do slightly better, then we're good. Oh, cut child poverty in half. Why y'all dreaming so little? Y'all need to dream bigger. Of noise out there, my bad, but yes, why are we just sitting here accepting crumbs upon crumbs? It's the same thing, like, and it's crazy because those and, and they'll go, Well, the ultimate goal is Medicare for all. I'm like, Why y'all dreaming so little? Why? Nationalize the healthcare industry. Do it. Some of these industries that are absolutely necessary, like, why not nationalize or have community uh, internet as a utility and have it run community based or nationally? And then some people will be like, well, you trust the government. And it's like, well, no, we have to actually change that from the ground up to. We have to change it so that, number one, it is not based on uh, having money in the government. We have to get money out of politics. That's absolutely right. The government needs to be changed. Eric, uh, who's in the chat, also has you know, a great website. I think it's ericsyred.com. Go to his website. He has some you know, 11 demands, which is really good. I recommend you guys get that get that a look. But of course, the thing is, is that why aren't we dreaming bigger? 
See, this is the mentality I, I, I think. You know, how, you know how a lot of times they'll, people will look at us Americans and they'll say, well, Americans can be kind of haughty and think that, you know, anything and everything they do is, is the best. I think we should apply that to giving ourselves more. Like, this is America. We can nationalize the energy industry. We can, we are America. We can close all 800 military bases and slash our military budget. This is America. We can nationalize our healthcare industry. This is America. We can actually transform our environment in this country into one that actually benefits the planet. This is America. We can actually rethink public safety in this country. We could do that. We definitely could, right? But the thing is, we can't sit here and listen to people who want a half step. The Democratic Party wants the half step. No, they don't even want a half step. They want a tenth step. And here comes the people say, you only talk about the Democratic Party. Well, because the Democratic Party are actually bankers, liars. Because ultimately, their goal is to keep the status quo the way that it is. It was never to really actually gain more for you. That whole, the arc of the universe bends towards justice. That may be true, but not by the hands of the Democratic Party, not by the hands of the Republican Party, not by the hands of any of these corporations or institutions. It's by the hands of the people. It's by the workers. It's by the poor. It's by it being led by the people who are the most disenfranchised among you. That's who is by. And to sit here and think, oh, we just got to work four more years so we can be like Germany. There's your Germany. There it is. There's, there's your UK. There it is. Don't think they must have shit going on in France. Go ahead. They're in the news all the time. Go ahead. Look at France. You don't think Iceland doesn't have their shit? Yeah, they do. Sweden, Denmark. Yeah. Hell. People, you know. Even the Kiwis will talk about their their own government. Shit. Australia also happens in Australia. You don't think shit is not going down in Japan? This is why 
the aspiration should not be like the oppressive nations. Let's go to the chats because y'all got a lot to say. Ooh, let's go. And this is why I like going back to the chat because y'all some brilliant people. Y'all some brilliant mofos. And I appreciate everything y'all got to say. Let's start off with Rockfin. All right. Radical Nation says we are already seeing sustained demonstrations against this. The blowback for the Nord Stream pipeline will be coming before winter is over. Oh yeah, people are still going to people are going to start starving and freezing to death, and it's not going to be good. Oh my god, and I'll still argue that we're still in the middle of a pandemic. This is just this is just the mood. <laughs> oh, spicy reality is the best reality. Okay. Reality says a Biden-esque welfare. Yeah. Quaker Anarchist says the illusionist, allusionist podcast I listened to, host is out of England, just calmly talked about the activities they're planning to do during nighttime electricity shutoffs. Wait. Nighttime electricity shutoffs. What? Quicker, what, what are you talking about? And in England, nighttime electricity shutoffs, are they are they having to shut off their electricity at night? Please, yeah, please let me know what's going on because I'm just now hearing about this. Desert Mansa says U.S. gas is much better than Russian stuff. <laughs> hey, Omar Rona, so good to see you. Uh, from what it looks like is $400 per person. From what it looked like, it was $400 per person. Reality says if each person gets that, that amount of month, they're living high on the call compared to us. But here's the thing. If one person gets 400 and the other person gets 400 that's 800 right? That's nothing. That's... No, 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 that's, that's nothing. I'm just thinking about people like me who's on disability. <laughs> yeah. Oh, War Pilgrim, <laughs> what do you, <laughs> is in the chat, giving a shout out to everybody. Good to see you. Non he says, our industries are filing bankruptcies one after another. Many of the people still having a job will be on welfare coming year. Oh my God. Wow. Thank you so much for telling me this nonsense. This is wild. This is this is bad. Europe is Europe is getting their shit split right now. 
Omarona says these things happen because governments are going right wing nowadays. Absolutely. Eric also in with the assist says poverty equals violence. I absolutely agree. Omar says there is a massive global shit towards right wing pro uh, corporate ideology amongst the political structure of the world, so-called leaders and governments in recent decades. Yeah, look, like look at um look at Italy with you know their rightward shift. Mary Leck, good to see you, Mary. Says the past three years of mandate lockdowns, etc., have made things worse. The United States really could have did things differently and could have did things that benefit all of us, but they chose not to. Quaker Anarchist says, use the self-sufficiency standard that is available in many US states and provides to exact costs to live, including transportation, childcare, child tax credit, and more. Yeah, and, and shout out to Roger Meadows because he shared with me um, a link that actually shows how much it costs to live in each, each state in the United States. And truth be told, I mean, most states you need to make a minimum of $26, $27 in order to actually afford a place to live, you know, and, and, and forget, um, forget the whole, you know, having to pay for transportation, having to pay for utilities. I also include internet as a utility, phone as a utility, right? Um, on top of that, food prices are now soaring here in, in this country. We're going into winter, so a lot of people are you know have to use some fossil fuels to heat their homes. Fortunately, here in Florida, we don't use a lot of fossil fuels as far as heating goes. It's kind of sprinkled throughout the state. Most of us use electricity, but our electric bills are extremely high. And so because of that, a lot of us are paying through the nose for our utility bills. And so, yeah. Um, see, Desert Manager says, why, ha why half even eliminate child poverty? Well, here's the thing, Desert, and you're absolutely right, but eliminating child poverty would mean we have to eliminate poverty, period. These dry ass lips. See, here's the thing. Kids are miniature adults. And in order to take away poverty, in order to cut poverty from children completely, their parents also need to not be in poverty. And even adults who don't have kids also need to not be living in poverty. Poverty should not exist at all in the richest country in the history of the world. We literally produce enough food in this country to feed everyone in this country multiple times over, multiple times. It's just the capitalist model of profit means that we do not focus on the need of people, but the need for profit first. So then people who do not have enough money to eat 
the system treats them as too bad, so sad. It's your fault that you're poor. Rather than treating it as a systemic problem that requires a systemic solution. But that systemic solution requires corporations to not profit off of the inherent needs of people. Nanzenzi says people should demand something like NHS as bargaining standpoint to come to something like Medicare for all. People should demand free housing to get at least affordable rent. You know, each day I move closer and closer to saying just screw it all and just do a revolution. I just, I just do that in my head. I'm just like each day. Because here's the problem, and I'm not saying, Nanzenzi, that your your uh, approach is not a good or valid approach. It is a good approach. Don't get me wrong. But I'm at the point where we ask for a mile and they give us an inch. No, just take the mile. Just take it. Don't even accept an inch. Take the whole goddamn ruler. Just take it. Because the thing is, is that these corporations and these oligarchs and the people who work for them, they have they have benefit off the backs of every single one of us and have been living a life of opulence and they have been hoarding and living high off the hog off of us. All that wealth is completely stolen. The wealth is stolen. Some of the people are stolen and the land is stolen. Retribution and recompense and reparation is owed. It is owed and it should not be asked for anymore. Absolutely not. It gets to a point where asking is a disservice to the people who were wronged. The only sense of justice is actually seizing and taking back what was stolen because an injustice has been committed. An injustice has been committed against you and has been committed against your parents and your parents' parents, your kids, your grandkids, your nieces, your nephews, your cousins, an injustice has been committed. In fact, the injustice has been so bad that it is expanded out into multiple countries around the world just so that these oligarchs can continuously own everything because the system that they subscribe to demands infinite growth on a planet with finite resources. So this is why the global South is in the position that it is. 
This is why a resource-rich continent like Africa is in the position that it's in. This is why millions of people have died in Indonesia. This is why we had the Atlantic slave, slave trade, which I'm a descendant of. This is why the, you know, the countries that are in South America are still dealing with what they're dealing with. Because this crime that's perpetually being committed keeps going on and on and on. And the main driver, the main part of the engine that's driving it is the biggest empire that's been pushing it for the last 250 years. And it's time to stall this engine that keeps driving us into oblivion. Desert Mansa says neoliberalism does not want to give away what it can commoditize. Absolutely. Eric says demand health care for all via US NHS. Yeah. And then here's Eric's website, erictred.com. Go ahead, guys. Give it a give it a look. I think uh I think the link, yeah, you you can post links, Eric. So click on Eric's link. So I'll, you know, and, and you're right, we all can have nice things. In fact, I I will even put it this way, and I think you'll agree. We all deserve nice things, right? Um Quicker Anarchist says Dems want nothing, they only they are only masked for corporate state to distract us. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm kind of far back a little bit. Um, Eric says job number one is fixing the money corruption. Yeah. This is a good question, Lady Alex. What is preventing the suffering masses from revolting? Fear. Fear. There's fear of the state. And there's fear of suffering uh, because they are foregoing what the state and corporations are doing. Uh, so that's what it is, it's fear. And because of that fear, it kind of stops people. Also, it's brainwashing, propaganda that does that as well. Because people are brainwashed or propagandized to think it is my fault that I'm in the situation that I'm in. It's not the state's fault when really in reality it is the state's fault. Or they'll think they'll minimize the fault of the state or the fault of the system and say, well, I bear some responsibility. The thing is that people are actually working and doing what they're supposed to do. And because they're working and doing what they're supposed to do, and they're still in the same situation that they're in, that means that the system is what's wrong. I could be in the beach and running away from the water over and over and over and over and over. But the thing is, the, the current is still against me, pulling me back. 
if I didn't have that current pulling me back and I was on regular treaded ground, I'd be off to the races. The problem is, is that the system that you're in continuously perpetuates to pull you back. It's only in benefit for a small few people. So that's one of the reasons why it is fear. But education is one thing that helps because it's a deprogramming, it's a decolonizing of the mind. That helps, which is one of the reasons why I have this channel, which I talk about these things, because there's a lot of people who are in my shoes that don't hear from people like me on the tube. And so I talk to people and let them know, look, I'm in your situation. I know exactly what it's like. And this is why things are the way they are. And then, and then I'll pick up books like these, right? And then when I pick up books like these and read them to you, that tells you, oh, they've been doing this for a long ass time. And this is how we can change things by going the route of our revolutionary leaders. But your fear, your fear of the destruction of humanity via the state, via the corporations, has to be greater than your fear of the corporations in the state. Meaning, if they continue going the route that they are, they're going to destroy us all. And your fear of that eternal destruction has to be greater than your fear of what they can do. Because ultimately, you may end, you may expire, but the fact that you fought means that your children and the rest of humanity can be in a better position moving forward versus your fear of them causes you to be apathetic, to recede, to retreat. So then not only are you destroyed, but everybody else after you is also destroyed. It is a means of self-defense. The thing is that people don't realize that they can actually and have the power to defend themselves. Now, there's some people who want to go a more peaceful route saying, you know, general strike and things like that, which is pretty much and, and making demands, which is the most peaceful route to go. But even then, these entities are making it even more harder, more arduous to actually go the peaceful right, the peaceful route. What the JFK said. He said, those who make peaceful revolution impossible make violent revolution inevitable. And what is a revolution? A revolution is basically the entire whole of a people rejecting the power structures because the power structures have became too tyrannical and too deadly for the rest of us to tolerate. And so therefore... We exercise the right as the people, as the populace, in order to change things for the benefit of the majority. So 
I hope that was kind of a good answer to your question, Lady Alex. <sighs> that's that's the best I and this, and honestly, this is where I differ from you, Lady Alex, is that we can't educate the masses. And the thing is, we don't have to educate everybody. We just have to educate enough people in order to activate into action. Look, you don't need to build a gigantic uh, five foot thick wall in order to stop a car. Just put some sugar in the tank, baby. That's all. Just go underneath. Take the oil out. Put a hole in the gas tank. Drain the oil out. Drain the gas out. Go in, remove the starter. It doesn't take a whole lot to give a cardiac arrest to the system. You don't need everybody. You can do it with a skeleton crew. And that's where I think that we differ a little bit. And maybe you agree. I'll see that in a little bit, but that's how I think. Eric says, educating people is the crucial first step. Jessica says, this does, does this sound awful? Sometimes I think we should have went through with the <clears throat> one six people and took over left revolution. See, they were on the right. And I'm going to keep that to myself. I hear you, Jessica. Quaker Anarchist says, well, there's a lot of evidence that says we are already destroyed and now fighting over how fast and hard we hit the cemetery. That is, ooh, that, mm, bars, Quaker, bars. Okay. Yes, reality of evolution, sabotage, monkey wrenching, yeah. And this is why the state and population they control hate anarchists. It doesn't take a lot of people to shut the shit down. Yeah. Yeah. So So yeah, I you know this is why I I think that we Hey Cobra Commander. Yeah. Yeah. It's a difficult conversation sometimes, but the thing is, is that going and thinking that the social democratic states are the best bastion of what we can achieve to be, really? No, we can do so much better. We can do so much better. And a lot of people will go, well, what about Venezuela? 
in Cuba, in, you'll say North Korea, but I say DPRK. And I'll look at to them and say, what if they didn't have sanctions on them? And what if they were allowed to just continue and go on? If you honestly do think that these systems are extremely horrible and are doomed to fail, then just let them fail on their own. Why are you rigging it so that they fall? Why are you, why in this race are you putting potholes in front of them to trip into? This is what the sanctions do. This is what the military occupations do. This is what the, the, the boycotts do. Not the boycotts. Um, the blockades do. This is what it does. If you honestly do think that they are that horrible, if you think that these systems, these anti-capitalist systems are that bad, let them go on their own. Let them burn themselves down. But why aren't they? I'm going to tell you all right now, the people who are, who are heads of these systems, you don't think that they didn't read Marx, Lenin, Trotsky, Mao, you don't think you don't think they don't know how these systems work? Oh, they know exactly how these systems work. The problem is, is that they don't want these systems to be in place because they know how successful they would be without the sabotage of the capitalist state. So this is why they throw the monkey wrench into a lot of these countries. That's why, what, what, 400 times they tried to, to kill Castro? This is why they killed Gaddafi? Because they knew it may not be perfect, but it's way better than the system that we have now. And that's why they're like, we can't allow it. Because they... You don't think they didn't read these books? They read these books. They know exactly what they're. They know exactly what these things hold. They know. Oh, they know. <laughs> I'm gonna do a couple more. Uh, you know, people. I'm gonna do a couple more chats. Cobra Commander says, Stalin said, it will take all of us and all of our strength or capital in America will never fail. Capitalism is based on monopoly. Would that be rather monopoly is based on capital? Well, are you talking about the game? Because I think the game was actually to show how bad capitalism really is. But then they made it into a popular game and then they started making money off it because capitalists will capitalize. Mary Lex said, <clears throat> ooh, Mary Lex said the USA sanction, <coughs> sanctions control. So true. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Eric says, everyone already sees Congress as corrupt. They're already halfway there in terms of understanding what's up. That is true. That is true. Lady Alex says Congress has been corrupt since its inception. That is also true. Jessica says, remember when Canada truck drivers tried to block the bridge where they did trading? That was an awesome idea. Yeah. In fact, uh, the rail, maritime, and transit workers in the UK are also going on strike. So you have rail, shipyard workers, and transportation workers all saying we're not we're not operating. Imagine if truck drivers, shipyard workers, and rail workers all teamed up together in solidarity and went on strike. And then they made the demands and said, we will not lift a finger. We will cause a cardiac arrest in this country economically until we get what we deserve. It can't be done. Definitely. Eric says, I'm proposing a mass movement centered around specific set of demands. Yep. <laughs> Quaker says, may I suggest an Ethiopian Berber spice blend is spicy and delish. Hmm. I too can be spicy and delish. <laughs> Oh, man. Cobra Commander says, I think folks should involve themselves in the strikes. That would help. Yeah. These workers are not educated on communism. So we must do as Lenin did, go to the striking workers and radicalize them. And that also takes, you know, talking to people, you know, wherever that you may be. And then, you know, you talk to, you know, three people and those three people talk to three people and those three people talk to three people. Isn't education work? You know, remember what the Black Panthers did? They did the education work, right? They did that along with the free clinics, along with the breakfast programs, along with actually protecting people in the streets. And you're not necessarily going to the middle class or out affluent neighborhoods to talk to these people about that. No, 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 no. You're going to the hoods. You're going to the trailer parks. You're going to the people that are down and out and you're educating them, right? Talking to the people who's in prison, talking to the prisoners, talking to the people who have been victims of the system. Hey, Lucy, Lucy's in the chat. Hey, good to see you. All right. And it did work. That's why they killed some of the leaders. That's why some of the leaders are in prison. That's why one of the leaders is in exile in Cuba right now. That's why. Because it worked. If it didn't work, they wouldn't have done it. If Look, if what MLK was trying to do didn't work, they wouldn't have assassinated him. If Malcolm X didn't do what he do, and if he didn't come to the conclusion that he did and say what he did, they wouldn't have assassinated him. They wouldn't have. 
they would have still been alive. You see, here's the thing. The ones that they praise now that sold out, I gave it away. The ones that they praise now that are milk toast are the ones that sold out. This is why some of them are old and gray now. And they're all, well, we got to stick with the Democratic Party, even though the Democratic Party are the ones who are still in, uh, they're the ones that still continuously support this system that is counterintuitive to our liberation. And I'm not just talking about black liberation. I'm also talking about liberation of poor people, liberation of disabled people, queer people, what have you. So yeah, yeah, Stephen. Sorry, <laughs> I'm about to get going. But yeah, so it's all good to see you. And Eric, my man, Eric says you can't assassinate a leader, but you can't assassinate an idea. And the thing is, is how you get people to realize that idea is something that is good and that can be brought into fruition. Well, you express the idea in a microcosm, in a, in a small way, like what Rome is doing in Tour for the Poor or uh, Beauty to the Streets. Uh, I talked about um, her on Sunday with Rome when he was on my, my show on RBN. You know, or what, what, you know, you guys are doing as far as mutual aid and helping other people. You're doing that on a, on a, on a small scale, but saying, look, what if the government actually did things that we're doing? And this can happen. And then you use that opportunity while you're giving mutual aid to educate people and say, this is what I believe. And this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. So imagine a bunch of me and the government actually doing these things. And then that helps people go, oh, snap, we can have nice things. And this is talk, you know, this is why I'm here on YouTube, is helping that education work. I'm still learning myself, but I want you guys to learn along with me. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> look, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot. <laughs> you know, and I'm grateful. So have you subscribed yet? Can we continue this education work together? Just asking. Subscribe and, you know, so that we can grow. And you know, we can talk about this and people more. And I also encourage more of you to get into this space or into another space where you guys can educate more, to speak out more. I can talk to you guys like this out on the street corner, but if I give myself more of an edge with a bullhorn, then I can actually cover more ground. Give yourself that bullhorn. We have social media. That's a bullhorn. 
we have platforms like Rockfin, Rumble, YouTube. That's a bullhorn. You have your mediums. You have your substacks. Those are bullhorns. Spread that message. Don't keep it to yourself. Because that's how we can change things. So, yeah. Thank you, Quaker. <laughs> it does this from time to time. All right. All right. Thank you, Eric. Anywho. So, by the way, uh, I'm going to get into... Okay. I'm going to get into the reading for Dirty Truths. Um, I should do it tonight. I think I'll do it tonight. Um, the second part of Asada reading chapter two is going to be tomorrow. And I'll be doing the reading continuing on Dirty Truths by Michael Parenti. Um, oh, and I will be on RBN and a few minutes. So we'll be continuing that conversation, something very deep that I, you know, we need to address. Um, so I'll be on there. So you guys can watch me on RBN and stay tuned for the Savvy and JB show later this week. And we're doing the damn thing. Also, by the way, Keep being your brilliant selves because all of you are continuously educating me and I just do Thank you. Thank you to every single one of y'all. Because without you guys, I wouldn't have learned as much as I have. And I'm continuously growing because of all of you. Even if we may have some disagreements from place to place, that helps me grow. And that is why I value you guys so much. And I wish there was more of you in the world. And I think there is. We just have to reach them. So. Gotta go. Child, I'm going to reheat this tea and get going. Water your plants, water yourselves, leave the world better than you. Oh, wait. I wanted to talk. Shit, I'll talk about it next time. Anywho, forehead kisses to every single one of y'all. Bye. Yay, yay.